Okay, hit hey, us with the intro. Help! I suck at dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. I'm going to handle the intro today. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Why is your finger up, Erica? I'm just getting Jared a rundown. Sorry. Okay. Well, oh, ignore that. Share my Thank rundown. you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Basically. One of us does not suck at dating anymore. We're dropping like flies over here. <laughs> Welcome back from your honeymoon, Jared. How was oh, Hawaii? Thank you. Hawaii was great, man. So we stay at the Ritz Carlton. The Ritz Carlton. Hey, we're not. Ritz-Carlton. We're not getting paid by the Ritz Carlton. I know. But, uh, that's where we stayed, dude. It was awesome. So we left Thursday, got the Thursday night, stayed four nights. It was amazing. We legitimately did not leave the resort. My like the cool thing is Ashley and I are on the same page about what we enjoy on vacation, which is laying by the pool, going to the bitch. Uh, the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going to the beach. So in love, he can't speak. Staying on the resort uh, and just like going out to dinner there, ordering room service, and it's the best weekend ever. Oh, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Singing. Oh, no, I'm best. kidding. I'm kidding. It was the best. Singing look songs to each other. Singing songs to each other. We actually watched Jerry Maguire in the hotel room. Uh, one night we ended up ordering room service and just staying in. And we're like, let's watch a rom-com. And we always quote Jerry oh, Maguire. That was like one of the God. first things we bonded about. I think that's one of the first reasons Ashley liked me. Show me the money, Jared. Show me the money. Well, I quoted, uh, I forget what line I quoted, but it was a, a random line from Jerry Maguire. And she's like, you know Jerry Maguire? And I was like, yeah, I love that movie. And so we always kind of joke around about that. So we were like, we have to watch it together. So we ended up watching it together in Hawaii. Wait, what was that song you guys were singing to each other? I was dying. I think I replayed it like five times. Which song? Oh, when you were like singing. I sang two. So the first day, it was. She was like, "What?" I was like, "What kind of music do you want to listen to?" Because playing Pandora next to the beach. She's like, "Let's listen to Rob Thomas." So "Lonely No No More" came on. So of course I'm going to serenade her because Rob Thomas. That wasn't that one. Uh, No, and then uh, I sang. A lot of serenading. I know there was a lot of serenading, and so I sang "Girlfriend" to her by NSYNC. I love singing. Would you be my girlfriend? It was about that time that I had to unfollow both Jerry. I don't blame (laughs) you there. I do not blame. Blame you one bit, but the response from when we came out has been nothing short of let's talk overwhelming. about that. Let's talk about that for a minute. So, it's been pretty much exactly a week since we've announced the the relationship of you and Ashley, right? Yeah. And yeah. it seems like everyone is just enamored with everything, which is great, and that's the response that you would have hoped for. How has it changed your relationship dynamic? I mean, obviously, like it's hard because you're still in this very much honeymoon phase. You guys basically literally were just in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But does it feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders? Do you feel more comfortable with anything? Has anything changed in that? Like just between the two of you? No, I don't think anything's changed between the two of yeah. us. Um, for the past couple of months since we've been dating, it's uh, been incredible. And we keep falling in love more and more every day. And it just continued to do that over the weekend, even with being out. The only difference is, is now... Um, Obviously, we can post on social media together, which is cool. I can show off my girlfriend. And then other than that, you like, like saying that girlfriend, girlfriend. I know it's it's nice being like, yeah, my girlfriend. That's what we always call each other. We're just like, she's like my boyfriend. I'm like my girlfriend. So, yeah, I know everybody's going to throw up in their mouth. No, um, I'm loving it. But but other than that, no, nothing's really changed. Like we'll read comments because everybody's been so overly nice and supportive of everything. So do you read all the comments? No. God, no. There was we couldn't like 40,000 comments on Ashley's picture. Ashley got really? about 40,000 comments. What? Yeah, on the first picture. And I got about 26, 27,000 comments. It was insane. I've never experienced anything like that. Even being on the show... Um, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like I did last why, week. Why do you think that is? I mean, obviously, I honestly have no idea. Well, obviously, so everyone's been kind of following yours and Ashley's story to some mm-hmm. extent since Paradise Season 2. <laughs> yeah. Right? 2015. Holy what? moly. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I met Ashley uh, almost three years ago because it was so early June 2015. So that was the first time you guys met yeah. on Paradise? Paradise Season 2. Yeah, when she walked down the stairs with Lauren. 
First oh. time I ever met Ashley. But I would I would venture to say, and like obviously we can't use Instagram metrics to valid like to anything like that. But I would say that the picture that Ashley posted of you two is the most liked picture that any Bachelor contestant has ever posted. Wait, I'm not wait, basing that on wait, any, go any on. foundation whatsoever, that? but it, I think it's got to be true. I don't think down. it's the most like it's it's up there. But the, I think the difference is is that we just it's crazy to think we just posted it online. That's how this is. We weren't. I mean, obviously we've been on shows, but this wasn't coming from a show. We started dating off the show, and it was very real and very genuine. And and then we just posted on our social media pages that we're together, and we came out with the story of us, so we could just pretty much explain in one sitting everything that kind of happened, and then it just exploded and then yeah that was that was a crazy day because i was really nervous when we announced because i didn't know how people were going to react i didn't even know if people were going to react mm-hmm. i i i remember the entire day i was thinking i, I don't even know if anybody's going to really care well, I think and i don't like, blame them but then it just exploded i think people like you and ashley and then you guys together as a couple it's just like what? And, and i also think nobody just ever saw this coming and that i think that's the other thing if i'm being honest i think that was the other factor as well that when we posted we were together people were like what like oh, we yeah. need to know everything how the hell did this happen mm-hmm. and people and and so um it's it's been nothing short of um of oh. incredible i know i keep using that word but um it's something that i've never experienced before and i'm very grateful for everything that's come from it cuz everybody's just been so supportive and i've gotten so many tweets and comments about how people are like i believe in love again <laughs> And while that creates a lot of pressure, I, it doesn't really phase me because I'm completely in love with Ashley and I see myself spending the rest of my life with her. And so, like, it's nice that people comment on us and say, you guys are ma- you guys are you guys have had your ups. You guys mm-hmm. have had your downs. Um, Jared, you've been an idiot for a long time, which I have been. And um, and it's nice for people to be like, but it's real. You yeah. guys are real. I and so that's probably the biggest compliment. I think the hope that it gives me is because I'm very black and white in relationships. Like once it's over, it's over. I'm not turning back. But what this gives me is a, a hope that there are second chances. That's what I, the big thing for second me. Oh, stop it. In oh, oh, here we go. I'm going to start that rumor. <laughs> wow. Rumor mill is already cycling. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. I do think that because it did kind of come out of nowhere to the lesser informed obviously Vanessa and I and, and everyone that's kind of close to you guys knew what was going on all that kind of stuff but I do think logistically the way that it was handled where you guys uh, ha- not that you have to announce it but you posted each other on your Instagram basically announcing it but before you did that the story of us kind of caught everyone up with what you guys have been up to over the past year because you don't have the I don't want to call it a luxury but you don't have the opportunity to go on a TV show again to then like kind of let the story unfold so you kind yeah. of were able to sit down with the the 45 minute video and be like this is the story of us funny enough because that's the title of the show mm-hmm. but then not only that because like, you described the first two years of paradise but then you also caught everyone up over the past six months or so which every which is where most of the stuff kind of started to take shape exactly and which is what everybody wanted to know of like ashley was just on winter games and she left with somebody and then obviously they broke up but like what how did this happen mm-hmm. and obviously you know Ashley and I wanted to just date also for a couple of months and, and and keep it quiet for the simple fact that we really just wanted to work on us and we didn't want to start dating and immediately post that we were together because we knew no matter how big or little that announcement would have um you know created um we, we it was important to us just to really focus on each other and have no out you know exterior pressure and really just work to develop this relationship and that's what we did and and i'm so glad we did because we were able to really um 
we've already had a strong foundation, but we were able to create a stronger foundation and open side, a, a, a open a different side of our relationship that we never explored and were able to explore on our own without any exterior pressure. Do you think that your relationship, again, it's only a week since the announcement, which yeah. is what we'll refer to it as. Do you think that the relationship has strengthened day after day? Or is it kind Since of... Since the announcement? Just like in just maybe the past week to the week before announcing it. Like, do you think there's a difference at all? Or do you think it's just... It's great to have the... the um, blessings of everyone and it's crazy too because you guys announced it and then people like myself included i think vanessa as well and people that don't even live in california aren't even like physically close to us we're posting like showing their support chris harrison posted chris harrison which was insane That's big. chris harrison posted we, we woke up the next morning and ashley was like chris harrison just posted a picture of us and we're geeking out like we don't know him but right. um he he posted the picture that ashley posted and he said i'm chris harrison and, and i approve this message <laughs> yeah. and it was the most adorable thing and and, and it just really meant a lot to us. It's yeah. people that you don't interact with on a daily basis still showing their support that you know personally, like that you're friends with. Like, uh, Of like course, a, you. Like a Tanner or Jade, I, I think they supported it and yeah. all that yeah. stuff as well. Uh, well, Tanner is our far, uh, fairy godfather. Okay. Uh, if you watch the story of us, you will understand that reference. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, Tanner posted and you posted and Becca posted and the amount of uh, Nick posted, Nick posted and yeah. Vanessa and um, a lot of the producers that obviously are, are close friends um, and just people that have meant so much to us. Um, over the years are in our friendships it's just it's so nice to have the blessing of our friends that is a huge factor as well and, and obviously we're very grateful that we had that even before the announcement before we even came out and said we're together you know past couple of months that we've been dating every everybody's just been like you guys are great together and e it news. means the world to us e-news i feel like once a day posted something e-news cute oh yeah didn't they guns. post something a couple of days ago too? they posted yesterday they said it was the cute it's thank you e-news they said um <laughs> so they reposted the uh, video of me singing girlfriend to Ashley serenading oh, wow. her and they said even though the bachelorette starts tonight these two get our final rose oh. yes, yes. very sweet oh, and uh, apparently she, they tweeted also over the, the weekend they were like a PDA filled weekend of you know Ashley and Jared in Hawaii and I don't think it was that PDA oh it was oh, was it I mean I guess You're it was kissing her yeah. I was her kissing a lot but I just I guess maybe you my know what because it PDA came from like nothing to everything I guess maybe that's there was it. no like slow transition to it it was like boom exactly zero to Guys, real fast. Were you guys like completely hiding it in public? Like you wouldn't hold hands in public? No, like, I weren't. We went to stagecoach <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks before. Yeah. And, uh, Dean and you was were so totally... funny. I forget what you see. Yeah. Oh, we were totally. We don't. How did this not come out then? Uh, honestly, we do. Well, I think the big factor was that Ashley and I have been so close for so long that the idea of us hanging out together has never mm. been weird at all yeah. we've always hung out together we've always gone places together we've been seen in public together for the past three years and so when people see us out in public they probably just like yeah it's ashley and jared hanging out and it was only until you know people would come up and i'm you know holding her hand or, or kissing her and people were like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa whoa what's going on are you guys are you guys together but over the stagecoach weekend we were not hiding it and dean you said something so funny i wish i could remember but you were like you, you were talking about us, and you guys, yeah, you guys are adorable, but it also makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it still does. Yeah. It's, it's, still great. Does. it's great. But I love it. But oh, I don't love the so throw sweet. up that it gives me. Um, what do you guys think about the couple named Jashley? Because that's well, kind of stuck with you for a couple years. Jashley was created back in, in Bachelor in Paradise Season 2. Because um, obviously, whenever you're on a show, everybody mm -hmm. gets your nickname if you're a couple. Um, what was yours, well, Vanessa? Yeah, what was I, I know. I was trying Vanick? to think of No. Uh, Nikessa? Maybe Nikessa. Nikessa. I don't okay. know. I don't, I don't think, think we had a name. there was one. Yeah, I don't think we had a name. Big fan here, you know. <laughs> I 
don't remember there being no. one. I don't think there was. You had a name. There's no way. I don't think we had a name. You 100%. It is hard to combine Vanessa and Nick, though, but Nikessa is kind of. I like Nikessa. That's very exotic. Yeah. I like that a Anyways, lot. Anyways, Jashley, you like it? Uh, Yeah, I like Jashley. Sure, whatever. It's great. It's phenomenal. What, what about, about yours? What was yours? Uh, I've had a few. We don't need talk about those. <laughs> I'm so cool. What was yours and, went, yours and Christina's on, on Paradise? Christina. 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 That's a really good one. And then it was Danielle. Danielle. And then it was Lesdian. Lesdian? Lesdian. Lesdian? Lesdian. Well, Lesdian. Oh, I'm sorry. Lesdian. But I pronounced it Lesdian because it's just funnier that way. I'm my favorite's Christina. That's great. Christina works. It yeah. works. It certainly Christina works. Christina is. What about Mr. Iaconetti? How do we feel about that? Oh, oh. I, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, that was the best tweet I've ever had. Simply by the fact that uh, Sean, Jordan, Sean yeah. and Tan are all posting on anything. So over the weekend, we went to the resort and they were like, Mr. and Mrs. Haven and Ashley and I just looked at each other and we were like, yeah, 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 yeah that works. And so after that, though, for the entire weekend, it was... Uh, Mr. Iconetti, Mr. Iconetti, and I just stopped correcting them because I kind of found it adorable that they were calling me Mr. Iconetti. Because I always joke with Ashley about how she kind of wears the pants a little bit in the relationship, <laughs> and so I'm like, I might as well just take your last name. Obviously, she's going to take my last name, you know, when we get married. Why is it obvious? Ooh. Uh, because I said over the entire weekend, I'm always kind of a pessimist, and I kept saying, you know, oh, if we have kids one day, mm-hmm. if we get married, and she's like, what are you talking about with this if? When? And I was like, okay, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But wait, wait, so you're not open at all to taking Ashley's last name when you get married? It's uh, got, it's- she wants to take my last name. Oh, it's so Ashley Highbon. Yeah, which is wait, holy shit. I don't, wait, I. So how does I that work out in the states? We don't, let's not talk about that right now. Oh, we're okay, talking okay, okay, about okay. it. Uh, we're talking. If, what do you mean, if Jared? That's the thing. But <laughs> it, she's absolutely right, though, because you know I plan on spent you know marrying Ashley, and so the idea of me saying if Aww. I was thinking more about it was ridiculous. Right. I've just always done that. I've always never kind of really projected into the right. future. I've been always scared to do that, but at this point, I really should. So get the Mr. Iaconetti's in while we can, because soon enough it'll go back to Mr. and Mrs. Highbond. Yes, obviously not soon. But like, yeah, yeah. But it was so funny when I tweeted that, and I said, "People, you know, the entire weekend, people are calling me Mr. I Canadian." And I'm weirdly okay with it because then Sean, Sean Booth, who mm-hmm. is obviously with Caitlin Bristow, they're engaged. He's like, "Get used to it, bud." I've been called Mr. Bristow over the past three years at every <laughs> hotel we've gone to. And then Jordan Rogers tweeted, and he was like, "Yeah, Mr. Fletcher has the same problem over here." And then oh Tanner tweeted, and he's like, "Mr. Roper has been trying to call in for late checkout for the past three years, and he's starting to get pissed off." <laughs> I didn't see Tanner's, but that's funny. Uh, Oh, it's great. That's really uh, cute. So, now that you're in a relationship, yes, do you still feel like you're mentally equipped to be a co-host of this podcast? <laughs> of course, there are things. Are that, we hosting uh, auditions here? Or? Well, no, I know, just, right? That used to be three people that sucked at dating. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say that one of those people does not suck at dating sucks anymore. Less, yeah, I, I suck less. Being in a there are still many things within our relationship that I could uh, do a lot better at. I, I could become a lot better, such at. as. Uh, I, well, that's a great question. I think I haven't really thought about it, in all honesty. And and I'm, I guarantee you, if we got Ashley in here, which I, one of these days, of course, we'd love to have of both of you in, but she would say there's absolutely nothing that Jared does wrong. I feel, I'm sure, right? Like She has, because we've talked about this before, about like things that I can do better you know, to make her feel more comfortable or, or loved or so on and so forth. And she's said the same things to me, and she hasn't really critiqued me all that much. Also, for the simple fact that I am... I, I try to give her as much confidence as possible, um, and so I do love PDA, and I'm always kissing her, and I'm always telling how wonderful she is, but it also comes from a, a, a part of me that is so grateful that I have Ashley in my life. Um, Were you always big on PDA? Yeah, I remember I told Ashley a couple of years ago how physical touch is a very 
important part of the relationship for yeah. me. And she was like, you're out of your mind because you don't touch anybody. <laughs> and then over the past couple months, she was like, you are spot on. You are very touchy and kissy. Aww. And uh, and so that is that makes me feel really good that I, I know myself at least a little bit. Um, but uh, of course, there's things that I can work on. There are a lot of things that I need to work on within our relationship um, to become a you know a, a better partner, a better boyfriend, and hopefully one day a better husband. Since you brought it up, do you think that your love languages are compatible? Your physical touch and what else would you say? Yes, because she is very much on physical touch mm-hmm. as well, and so I am always holding her hand or kissing her, kissing her arm, or just making her feel confident. And that's a it's a big factor for both of us. Um, words of affirmation are, are, is something that we're both very big on. Um, I tell her. Uh, uh, a lot how much I love her and care about her um, he's saying this with the biggest smile on his face because right it makes me very happy um, and uh, our love languages are very compatible she does a lot of uh, acts of service mm-hmm. um, which is very endearing and, and um, something that means a lot to me as well quality time is very big for us we make sure that we spend a lot of time together um, and not just you know, being in the same room together, but making sure that we are quality time. time, Exactly. There's a difference between spending time with someone and spending quality time with somebody. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes our schedules can get very busy, especially in in Los Angeles. So we make sure um, that we always try to spend as much quality time as we can and not just like, Hey, how's your day? Good. Okay. Let's go to bed. It's like, no, like I make sure that the first thing uh, I do in the morning, I, I try to make sure that I say good morning and kiss her before I even check my phone. Cause I know that's just like a little yep. something, but it, it changes yep. the day. Cause I remember, um, yeah, I just, I know how much m- meaning that has. And so I try to actively do that every day without checking my phone. Like I'll roll over, kiss her, say good morning and who's, then check my phone. Who's the big spoon? Oh, on the big spoon. Every night? I, I Yeah, every night. I can't be a little spoon. I don't like the no, feeling I of love being, being a big spoon. I love being little spoon. I was saying, I, I know I, a lot of guys who like little spoon. Yeah. Yeah, I've just never been one of those guys. Like sometimes, of course, it's it's fun if I like cuddle up next to her and she has her arm around me, but I've never been in the position of actual little spoon. I like I like to be the dominant like presence. Killer. Yeah. So I like being the big spoon. What's great about your guys' relationship too is obviously you're weirdly in this honeymoon phase even though you guys have known each other for so long but i feel like a lot of couples will fizzle (laughs) because they get introduced to the honeymoon phase too early Mm -hmm. but i think what you guys have working in your favor for sure is the fact that you guys have such a good foundation i know you always say this whenever you talk about the relationship is you guys have been best friends for the past three years and so this honeymoon phase is basically just kind of icing on the cake for you because you know you're getting this positive support and attention from you know friends and and whoever else has been kind of following along with your story but you also know once that dies down you still have the friendship and the great relationship that you guys have together to fall back on yeah of course we have created such a strong foundation based off in this you know based off our friendship that the relationship aspect of our lives now has just blossomed to become this honeymoon phase that of course one day you know it will fizzle out but the important thing is there's nobody i'd rather hang out with than ashley Mm -hmm. like not only are we boyfriend girlfriend and i I'm in love with her, but there's a, oh, come on, Dean, baby, babe, I love you, Dean. Um, but also I just love spending time with her. And even it was so interesting this past weekend, I went to her place last Wednesday, stayed the night. We left on Thursday. So I've been with her and then I left this morning. Um, I stayed over last night, left this morning. And that was the first time this morning I hadn't seen her since Wednesday night. And Did we both her? looked at each other and we were like, we don't get sick of seeing each other. We've known each other for three years. And even, yeah, I was leaving this morning. I was like, I don't want to leave. Oh, like, I, just I don't. love that feeling. 
But we both were having that feeling. It was like, that's when you know you have something really special. When yeah. you can spend six days straight mm-hmm. with somebody. And not get fed up with Go them. on vacation and not even be like, I kind of just need a little breather. It's yeah. like, no, I don't want to leave you. And so that was something that we've always known, but this morning kind of just reaffirmed it a little bit. Wait, I saw that you did a little bachelor type date. Yeah. So um, when we were in Hawaii, let me get the name because I want to give a shout out to them because they were so wonderful. There was this Instagram handle that reached out to me that does picnics. Um, And her name is, her Instagram handle is Lucy Soulshine Creations. And what they do, she just created this company in Hawaii and they do picnics. So it's called Pop-Up Picnics. And it was fantastic. And they bring like exotic fruits and champagne. It's literally like a bachelor date. And they kind of set it up for you. So there's like towels and rugs and and pillows. And so you can just, and there's a little umbrella. So I I put together this little picnic for Ashley. And uh, we went, it was the only time we left the resort. And we walked five minutes because it was just on the beach over. And so we walked up and it felt like we were walking to a bachelor date because she didn't really know what was going on. I was holding her hand and was like, okay, we're just going to go down this way and down the stairs. (laughs) Did you give her a date card? No, uh, I do. Come on, that's a little bit too much. Any don't you roses think? at the end of the date? Uh, no roses, on even the though. Airplane ride home. Yeah, I'll tell you that in a second. It was the cutest thing I've ever witnessed. But on the picnic day, we walked down, and she was great. And this this woman, Lucy, uh, put together this little picnic area for us. So we sat down, took pictures. We just had some champagne and had some fruit and crackers and cheese right on the beach. And it was this beautiful little um, moment that we had, and it was great. And I'm glad I was able to put it together. So thank you, Lucy, so much for putting that together. If you ever want a pop up picnic, if you're in Maui. Hopefully, maybe she'll expand. Um, but right now, if you're ever in Maui and looking Chilling for like a little Maui. date, a special date thing to do, um, totally look up Lucy's. Uh, uh, the God, I've already <laughs> forgotten the Instagram handle, <laughs> but it's it, picnic, it. pop-up yeah, picnics. Picnic. I'm sure if you Google Bachelor it, it was fantastic. Date. So I put that together for. And then on the ride home, we got on United, so we're flying Gosh. United Airlines, and so we're I waiting. Saw, that and was then so the, cute. the flight attendant at the gate came up and she said, "Do you guys want to board early?" And we were like. Um, sure, if you don't mind, that'd be great. So we were like, she must be a Bachelor fan. She's very sweet. So we were the first ones aboard the plane, and we get on. And first of all, we're in rows, we're in row 35, and I have a middle seat. So we're walking. We're the only ones on the plane. I'm walking all the way back to the plane, and then we see these two roses attached to our seats with little notes, and these two flight attendants who are laughing hysterically. I'm like, what the hell is this? So we walk up and they put little roses on our seats with little notes that says, Jared and Ashley, will you accept these roses? That is adorable. And it was the sweetest thing. And it made my middle seat back to Los Angeles so much more enjoyable. Six hour flight. Six hour middle seat because I was like, how could I possibly ever be mad? They didn't even bump you up to first class? No. But it almost made it better, the fact that they had to put our roses. We were row 35. I was doing the middle seat. It wasn't even like we had first class. It just made it so much more real. That's funny. It was great. I mean, as a couple that got engaged off The Bachelor. I never got that special treatment. That's why this entire experience has just been so overwhelming because like I, like I said, I've never experienced anything like this and so it's been just... And I feel it, like you can talk about this for days. Oh, I could. I could talk. I, of course I could. I'm just giddy about it and so it's very easy to talk about because I just left Hawaii with Ashley and we had the greatest time. We just hung by the pool, hung by the beach, drank, ate, uh, maybe kissed a couple times Aww. and... Uh, Only kissed. Did you guys see Ashley's tweet uh, about on Sunday night? We were 
We're such idiots. We were, oh, my mic keeps going in. I'm sorry. Um, we were recreating the dirty dancing scene. Um, of course, what else would you and be doing on so, it? <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, and so we were dancing in the room, not to Hungry Eyes. That's what it was. Um, like hungry eyes. I don't know this song. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, you, well, anyway, not time of your life, but the other one. Oh, okay. And so, and then all of a sudden we like heard the poor little maid. She was like, excuse me, excuse me, knock, knock, as we're like dancing. And then, so it was very embarrassing because she walked in on us dancing in our bedroom, fully clothed. Like we were just having fun. But, and then Ashley tweeted, it was like, you know, some couples get walked in by the, you know, the housemaids having sex and we get walked in recreating a a dance from Dirty Dancing. And so that's, (laughs) that's kind of the story of our lives. This is why we love you guys. (laughs) But it was great. It was so much fun. And so. Very different world. Dean, how's your dating life? Yes. Oh, <laughs> we talked about this earlier. In a very different world. <laughs> Everything Jared just said for the past 20 minutes, whatever the opposite of that is, is my Aww. dating life right Aww. now. And that's literally and that's all okay. I need to say about it because there's just, it's just. You're taking time for yourself. I've gone on a few dates. Oh. oh. Really? Put myself back out there. Like How with have people they been? we know. Update us. We were fine. You know, casual. Nothing too crazy. How did you meet these people? They're mutual friends. Okay. Which is the only way that I'll ever do it yeah. at this point. You yeah. won't go on a dating I agree. app? No, I will never go on a dating app. Interesting. Oh, you're, so you're not on like Raya or... I would of... never go on a dating app. I used to be on dating Hey, listen, apps. I said dating I would never go on The Bachelor, and I did. So sure. Never say never. You know, yeah, never say never. But I do feel bad that... Well, I don't feel bad. I don't want to take away from Jared's spotlight right now. No, though. please I liked, go. I liked listening to Jared talk about this great romance that he's had over the past week. With Sorry, me. I could talk for days. Please, I know. you keep going. And the more you talk, the less <laughs> we have to talk. So it's great. Um, no, my dating life has been pretty, uh, pretty lackluster, and that's kind of the way that I want it to be. You know, I uh, just playing it slow and. And cooking a lot of steaks for yourself. I had I cooked some steaks this past weekend. I was actually Ooh. I was pretty sick this past weekend. I was weirdly like I had a body cold, but like I wasn't congested okay. or anything. But I had like migraines and aches and, oh. and pains. Ooh, the worst. So I didn't really do anything for the Memorial Day weekend. But I stayed home and cooked a bunch of steaks and hamburgers for myself and for my roommates. And honestly, I don't know. So Jared, I know has had these Omaha steaks. They sent me and Jared a box each. Oh, they're my dad's favorite steaks and you guys in keep the talking world. About them. They were really good. So so good. What what I wasn't expecting was how much food came in the box. So I thawed everything out because I send it basically in this big, cool styrofoam box with dry ice, um, frozen meat. Like it's like burgers, uh, ribeyes, um, lamb, veal, bison, all that kind of stuff. And I thought it all at the same time, thinking like, oh, I'll just have a bunch of friends over. And we can cook it all and eat it all together. But my friends were all out celebrating, celebrating Memorial Day. So I was like, I'm just going to cook it all for myself. Why not? Um, and it was delicious. Like like I said, there was so much. It was it was pork. There was veal. There was lamb. There was bison. Um, I <laughs> I ate myself into a food coma, which was, <laughs> which was incredible. It's exactly what I needed because, again, I wasn't feeling very good. But if you guys want to check out Omaha Sticks, they're giving a limited time offer to our listeners for Father's Day. I think Jared said his father is a big fan of Omaha oh Sticks. Oh, my God. He loves them. I'm, de- I'm getting him like four boxes oh for Father's God. Day. He's I'm going to be the best son in the world. Well, and you can get 78% off on those boxes, Jared. Go to omahasteaks.com and type in Dean, D-E-A-N, in the search bar. Not in the, there's not a promo code. It's in like the one of those little search bar thingies. So check it out, omahasteaks.com. You get 
wait, what is it? All of this stuff included in one box? Am I reading this right? It this says two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four fried chicken steaks, which I thought were fantastic, two boneless pork chops. I could keep going. The list is, I don't want to waste too much of your time. It's crazy. Um, you get some free Omaha steak burgers with your purchase as well. And I think it only comes, it only costs you about $49.99 when you get all of this together wow. at omahasteaks.com if you use code Dean. So don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use the code Dean in the search bar. Grab your dad and fire up the grill. Jared, I know you're probably going to be back in Rhode Island for Father's Day for that, right? Uh, I'm not going to be back for Father's Day, unfortunately, but I'm going to have it sent to uh, to my house. So, Which is great, which is even better. That way he gets the package surprised. Yeah. What was the one for Mother's Day? It was the... Sherry's, Sherry's berries. berries, baby. Yeah. Sherry's berries for this, Mother's Day. Yeah. Omaha Steaks for Father's this Day. This is the uh, v- version of Sherry Berries for Father's yeah. Day. Omaha yeah. Steaks. Got to get them. That's fantastic. Vanessa, we didn't talk about your dating life at all. Dating yeah, life. Vanessa, how's your dating life going? You guys know about my dating life. <laughs> well, tell us about it. So actually, so for, <laughs> the, like get awkward. for the listeners, just a little <laughs> preface. We'll probably touch on this at the end of the podcast as well. But Vanessa is traveling back to Montreal for the summer to oh, tomorrow. Which we haven't necessarily discussed the full on logistics of how we're going to handle that. I think I might be calling in or going to like a studio in Montreal. I I don't know. We haven't figured that part out. We'll figure it out. We have a full 24 hours to figure it out. That's great. (laughs) Under Fill us in though, because last we heard you were still dating this guy. So uh, yeah, it's just it's right now it's a little bit of a long distance thing, and I'm not opposed to long distance at all. (laughs) I love long distance. Not that I love long distance relationships, but it's fun because you get to see each other and it's. And it's nice. And, you know, you get to have like some time apart. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm not putting any pressure on it because I'm someone who like dives deep into a relationship as soon as I like someone. That's yeah, you're saying good. that zero to 100. Yeah, zero to real 100. Real fast, yeah. real quick. So I don't know. Do you know, ever I'm find yourself falling in love with the things that you don't know about a person? What do you mean? I feel like I'm kind of guilty know. of that. What do you mean falling you in love with things know? that you don't know? How would when, you know? You, when you don't know so much about someone, you can kind of fill in the blanks for yourself of what you think they might be, and then you start oh, to fall like in love with Oh, like falling in love with the idea of it? That Not sounds necessar- like recipe for a disaster. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100 million percent. Yeah, okay. I'm just asking. I was just kind of like, you know, thinking. I think, listen, I have a tendency of romanticizing a relationship and being like, oh my God, he's going to be a great father. He has this, this, this. And instead of like actually looking at... Um, why things could possibly work out versus why things could possibly not work out. You know, like have a tendency to be like, this is the, this is the, this is the one instead of actually taking my time to date them slow. It's weird. Cause I don't know how to date someone. I don't know how to date multiple people at the same time. Like if I like you, I'm going to date you and I, will not have I don't want to have any other options of dating other people yeah we were talking about the podcast uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago so about like, how you focus on one person and then if it doesn't work but out, I don't you move know on like maybe I should change my ways because apparently it's not been working out for me not to not to shift gears too quickly or anything like that but let's talk bachelorette for one second yes so <gasps> I'm, I'm sure we all watched the episode I know Jared and I obviously watched it and mm-hmm. Vanessa watched it last night as well yes what do what are just initial thoughts okay. maybe like a couple so, minutes on this oh uh, yeah 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 wait, wait I wrote some notes down. Oh, so God, these she's are my, ready to go <laughs> no these are my like top like oh these guys are cute okay Colton obviously like adorable yep. love him he has his charity Mr. Clay, Perfect Clay uh, you look at him he's like buff and you know Clay the oh, football, the football player? player yeah wait oh Clay he, very soft so Clay. Clay. Clay 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 he's buff but then he has like this sweet voice and he comes from such a nice family Garrett um I feel like Garrett is gonna go really far with his minivan entrance and. There was wow. definitely like sparks flying. She seemed dad. very attracted to Garrett And he got the first rose, yeah. Uh, Blake Lincoln's voice, his his accent. You like? Oh, you like? I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought they kind of teased him being a villain a little bit in the promo. At it the end. seems like he's going to be a villain. Really? Well, okay. From night one, he 
seem like a nice guy. Um, Christian's, uh, these are my notes. I wrote Christian's face, exclamation, 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 those eyes and cheekbones. Gah. Eyes and cheekbones. I don't remember. Um, okay, Camille, I mean, oh yeah, that, he was cute too, but he's like 60 40 when he was like telling uh, back. He's the worst. Did yeah. he get sent home? A social media participant got sent home. Oh, okay. Oh, he That's did? Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. 50 uh, 50, and then he went 60 40. 40 I like, know. Bro, like, she's the bachelorette. You yeah. gotta go to her. Yeah. 100. Uh, Trent, I don't remember what Trent, but I wrote LMAO for Trent. Oh, Trent was the guy, I think, who popped out of the hearse, and he's like, Becca, when oh, I heard it was yeah, you, I, I literally died. died. Okay, that was funny. It was pretty cute. I like that cheesy stuff. I, okay. And then I wrote Connor is cute. I hated every single one of them. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. I know Colton personally, so of course I like him. Yeah, we met him. He was sweet. Yes. Um, Joe, the grocery store owner, I liked. I mean, I liked him. He got sent home, right? He'll be in yeah. paradise. He He'll be in paradise. I think Chris Harrison teased it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, like will that. he? Um, I think that there is a lot of room for me to be won over. The only person that I like is Colton, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess what we'll don't you happens. like about the other guys? Like, for example, Garrett and Blake are two front runners. What don't you like about them? Garrett said he kept saying some stupid, cheesy little thing to Becca, and I was like, that's getting old really fast. I'm mm-hmm. already annoyed by it. Yeah, but you know what? Night one is. Do you guys remember night one? No, of course. I, I don't remember half the shit I said on night one. one. I agree fully with that statement, but I'm just saying there's a lot of a lot of room to be left over or totally. to, to be won over. But I guess my question with you, Vanessa, yes. is let's put you Dang. in the shoes of Becca right now mm-hmm. and say you're dating 30 guys at, at the Oof. same time. <laughs> my worst nightmare. Wait, wait, wait. I just, I just pieced this together. You're moving back to Canada yeah. for the summer. How long? Yeah. When does uh, Bachelorette Canada film? I don't know. Is it possibly the months of June to September in Canada? Maybe. Are you going yeah. to Canada to film the Canadian Bachelorette? This is amazing. No, I'm not. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm not. Our Canadian Bachelorette. Oh my God, no. Who, who would you have given your first depression mm-hmm. rose to? Oh God. Um, I mean, I did like Garrett. So you would have given it I to Garrett. Garrett? Yeah, I would have either given it to him. Colton or Clay. Garrett does kind of have this all-American, like, I don't know, feel to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Cool story. Yeah. Garrett, Clay. Or, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I don't remember that much. I just wrote these notes down, but mm-hmm. I don't remember, like. So Garrett would have gotten your first impression, Rose. Yeah, I just like the, the whole, like, because, listen, I had, like, a, not a traumatic breakup with my, the, the love of my life. Um, your Lommel? My who? When I see when I see those types of things, I always, like I say LOL lol whenever I read it oh, like, in a text or something. Oh, oh gotcha. Um so so with my ex, he um at that point in our relationship, he's like he wasn't sure if he wanted kids or not. So that was like the biggest thing every time I entered a new relationship. Oh, so any someone, guy walks in and say they want kids uh, and yeah, you fall like, head oh, over heels for them. This is what I mean. This is the problem. I romanticize relationships. And I think a lot of I think everybody does. Yeah, a lot of people have a tendency to do that. Does you know? this gentleman you're currently dating, have you guys had the conversation about children? He does want kids, and he comes from a great family. Good. But there are obstacles. and Of course, there's obstacles in every relationship, up, yeah. totally. Right, right. Okay, well, there you have it. Vanessa yep. would give her first impression rose to Blake, same as Becca. No, no Garrett. To Garrett, well, listen, same I as said, Becca. I said Garrett, Clay, or Colton. Okay, so you narrowed it down to three. There we go. I will say I just got done um, hanging out with Lauren Zima for a second. Apparently, Garrett was liking some controversial things on the internet that he... Yeah, I was going to really touch on it, but there was, like, apparently his Instagram, which have since been deleted, apparently liked some, a couple years ago, I think, at this point, but liked some possible, very right-wing, controversial Instagram posts. Hmm. That's, yeah... But I don't really know about it too much. I just read the headlines. Which so. which maybe is even a topic for this podcast, not so much outside of Bachelor. It's could you date someone 
not that's necessarily <laughs> enables bigotry or anything like that. But does social media presence for the significant other that you're dating influence your decision or like your feelings towards that person? Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. I hate saying it, but it's true. Yeah. I'd rather them not have social media. I would almost think that's my yeah. situation as well. I agree. Like say you start dating someone and then like Vanessa, for instance, say you start dating someone and then like a couple weeks later you check their Instagram and they're posting a bunch of like mirror selfies, like Whoop. shirtless selfies. Are you out? <laughs> <laughs> Is well, because like I, um, I, I don't, I, I don't think I would judge them that quickly. You know, there's like one persona on Instagram, and then there's another. You, you meet the person in person, right. and they can be a totally different person. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't judge them just based off of Instagram. But but it's hard not it's, to. Yeah, it's like you can't get that image out of your head. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the way that they present themselves to the world. I don't know. I've definitely noticed that my Instagram usage has gotten a, skewed a little bit more douchey since post Bachelorette oh, show. I think all of ours has. Yeah, it kind of have to be a little bit more self centric, which is kind of a bummer. Like it before, is, I was like, I, why? I don't know. It's just a, it's, you don't have to be. I like a, before I went on the show, I would post pictures of like landscapes or my dog, and now oh. I post not selfies, but I post a pictures picture of you, of me, and a picture yeah. of me with my friend, and a picture right. of me with my friend. I don't know. But you said that you prefer they not have it at all. Yeah. It's not a red flag to meet somebody who has no social media. Well, presence? no, um, I don't know. And isn't that sad to think that they might there might be something off with them if they don't, or there's something that they're hiding? In if they don't have social media, 2018 is a little weird. I think. They have or, okay, fine. Someone who has social media. social media but doesn't use it as much as maybe I would, right. or people in my past would. Mm -hmm. Your roommate has zero. He deleted it all, like maybe a month or two ago. Why? What's his number? He. <laughs> uh, why did he delete it? He just said that he noticed himself like mindlessly scrolling and wasting yeah. time and just like kind of filler, like time filler. Well, it's proven that so, so like the uh, chemical that gets released in your brain every time you Endorphins? go on social media. Yeah. Uh, like anytime you get likes or anytime you get comments is the same chemical that's released that like when you take a drug or Ooh, take a sub alcohol. Yeah. It's, it's addicting. Social media is addicting. Is that why it's... you were so hyper coming in, Dean? I'm <laughs> getting so many Instagram? likes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he was flipping chairs Woo! and uh, my good. banana. No, I had a tall iced coffee and an energy drink before coming oh. here. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm talking fast and everything. But no, he. it's, it's funny because uh, people will text me and be like, hey, why did your roommate block me on Instagram? I'm like, he didn't block you. He just deleted it. And then like girls, with, uh, he like invited a couple girls over to like the beach the other day. And one of the girls made a comment specifically that was like, I find you so much more attractive knowing that you deleted your Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. it adds a different dynamic to it that I guess yeah. I don't know it's really taken. But I wonder if it's like an immediate attraction because you don't have social media because it's different and cool. And then once, say, she starts dating him, she finds it weird that he doesn't have social mm. media. Like, wait a minute. Now that I'm dating no. you, you're trying to hide something? Nope. No? Nope. He did also just recently go through a breakup and he says not having Instagram for that breakup has helped him immensely oh of course oh yeah you can go down a rabbit hole totally i remember this Ugh. was like seven years ago but when my ex and i broke up i you know we blocked each other on facebook yeah. just because like mm -hmm. you don't need to see them picture posting yeah. pictures of somebody else yeah you block them i mean i i mean we've talked about this before you still have separate instagram accounts i mean i personally <gasps> have separate instagram you do accounts. yeah wait what I've, Shut I've, up. I've got dini underscore babies i've got my why are you even saying why are you saying you're yeah what are you doing these are secrets aren't they supposed to be secret I'm, like I'm pseudo accounts to, i have the help i suck at dating podcast that i post for the episode every single week oh you that's have you access to that? i know i'm like who has yeah, access who else to would that be? account it was a fan account that's me no okay cool all right <laughs> i will definitely start interacting more on that Instagram. that's why i ask you guys to send me pictures and you never do oh, well hold up you're the one that takes all the pictures on your phone and sends me all the ugly ones 
That's not my fault that you decided to look like that in the pictures <laughs> oh, that we okay. take. That's true. That's true. And then Touché. I have a third one that's a private account that only my friends follow that I follow. <gasps> my friends follow. Oh, okay. And how come I'm not part of that account? Jared, are you part of that account? I'm not a part of that no account. No one from Bachelor Nation is yeah, part of that account. Yeah, he wants to keep it a little private. That's Fine. understandable. Because if we start have, following, people will see accounts. that. And yeah, there accounts? you go. What's the second well, account? My No Better oh, You No Better You, right. Oh, so you could okay. block someone on your Vanessa Grimaldi <laughs> account, but then go to the No Better You and look and at And creep. Them. Yeah. I'm a creep. We're all guilty for yeah. that. Don't make me out to be some crazy uh, delusional. Hey, oh, same here. Same here. Cool. So for this very next segment, we have the author of Confidence Creator, Heather Monahan. Heather, are you there? I'm here. Hi, hey, Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Heather. So it's hi. it's me, Dean, Jared, and Vanessa. And I did that last time. It's me, only Dean. three of us. <laughs> me, Dean, Jared, and Vanessa. I understand maybe someone might think Jared and I sound alike. Anyways, Heather, it's Dean, Jared, and Vanessa. Thank you so much for calling in and taking the time to speak with us today. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing well, thank hi. you. Jacked up on Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> so, Heather, tell us a little bit more about your book and maybe the role that confidence plays in dating nowadays. Sure. So the book is all about the lowest moments in my life and how I use those moments to discover and find ways to create confidence and how the reader can too. And I think that, you know, confidence applies to everything. It doesn't just apply at work or at home. You know, it really can completely change your situation in regards to dating, you know, immensely, not only from the standpoint that, you know, when you don't have confidence, you're not going to be willing to approach someone because you're going to be far too fearful of what they might think of you to actually being on a date with someone and being yourself. Because when you're not confident, you know, you might try to mirror someone, you might try to act like somebody else, but you're definitely not going to bring your best version of yourself to the table when you're not feeling your most confident. So, Heather, does this apply to, I don't know, as I think we had this discussion like a couple of times when I, I've usually been in relationships and the reason why I ended up in those relationships was because I had to build up the courage to go up to the guys. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, no, I swear to God. Yeah. Why? yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Do you think that comes, do you think that's like, why are you guys laughing at me? It was just me? a funny reaction. Said it was funny. You just well, you looked guys, at us oh, and you're like, everyone went yeah. silent, like, no one believes me, I swear. No, I don't. I, I do you. not get, I don't get approached as oh, much as. I don't believe that you don't get approached, but I also believe that you go up to guys. Totally. Yeah. Um. Now I lost my train of thought. Thanks, guys. Sorry, Heather. Well, you were going to ask Heather a question about approaching guys, I feel like. Oh, wait, so yeah, so does this book apply to women as well? Oh my gosh, absolutely. So, you know, the story is told by me. So if anything, you know, the the whole concept of the book and, and the tactics and strategies are applicable to men or women any age, but because I'm telling it from the standpoint of my personal stories, I think it resonates even more, you know, real when a woman reads it because it really is, you know, it's very specific stories around sexual harassment, bullying in the workplace, you know, personal challenge, challenges, breakups, divorce, all of those different elements are in the book. And I think it, it really connects strongly with women. Well, so I'm sure there, there's a lot of different elements, like you said, that are covered in the book. But what is your personal experience with confidence in relationships? You know, I, I write about that in the book. I actually write about when I was dating my now fiance. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I felt really insecure because I had been divorced and, you know, I was disappointed in relationships and down on myself. So when we first started dating, I was not my authentic self and mm -hmm. I would hold back. That was always my strategy when I was younger. And I didn't realize I was holding back because I was insecure. 
And now having the chance to look back on that time and realize that, you know, I didn't want to be the one to text first or I didn't want to invite him to do something serious because what if he said no and I scared him away? I was always playing games in my mind instead of just being my real self because I just didn't feel confident in those moments. And when I look back on those times, it's painful to see. I I keep journals, you know, all throughout my life, and I look back at those journals, and it's really eye-opening to see what a change it was for me over the years. We've been together on and off for uh, eight years. And, you know, over that eight-year span of time, as my confidence grew, our relationship evolved and changed for the better. Yeah, I think it's really interesting when you talk about confidence and how you have to use confidence on a daily basis and it works just like a muscle and it needs to be developed day in and day out. And I am a firm believer in that as well, is that you have to work on your confidence. It's just naturally not going to come to a lot of people. Um, And one way to build confidence, I heard as well, is to imagine yourself like a cloud or like water. Have you ever heard about this? Because if you ever look into the sky, a cloud's never wrong. Like, have you ever seen a cloud that's wrong? No, it's just all there's all different types of shapes. I know this is really, but You're I thought this be a very great interesting. Dad one day. Uh, maybe, but like it's just interesting <laughs> to think that like in, ter- in terms of trusting your own instincts and having confidence within your, within yourself, because a lot of times you lack confidence, which makes you not trust your gut and doubt yourself. Right. And the way you get over that is sometimes for me. Uh, one, you envision somebody, a cloud? Well, I don't envision a cloud, but a, a tool to use to build confidence is like to always try to imagine yourself as a cloud or as water because water's never wrong or a cloud's never wrong. They're always different shapes, right? You've never seen a cloud and you're like, well, that's wrong. No, it's just <laughs> what I'm saying is though, I've always found this very interesting and it's a way to build confidence for me personally. And I wonder if other people use it as well. That's all. Heather, what, what's your standpoint on the no, cloud I, water? I think that's very interesting. So I very interesting, that. that's for sure. <laughs> it reminds me of that... Uh, that Bruce Lee quote, I, be I like water. It, but I, I, I do yeah. understand what you're saying. It's really about self-acceptance and knowing that you're enough no matter how you are, which is a great fundamental practice to build confidence. And I think that, you know, that's definitely a piece of, of the whole picture it is just getting to a place. And part of that is, you know, through growing your confidence that you are enough and you are willing to listen to your inner voice and act upon that because all of those steps and actions really help you to build that confidence daily. Do you think that typically you see men and women in relationships grow confidence throughout a relationship or is it ever the inverse of that where confidence starts high and it begins to waver as time moves on i mean don't you think it's both ways depending on the people and the situation i 100 percent think that's the case but how do you go about helping people with the latter of that where they start out super confident and then as time moves on confidence kind of begins to to waver a little bit do you do you address that all in the book Well, I don't address that topic in particular in regards to relationships, but one of the elements that I talk about, and and every time I speak at anything, I address this point, it is critical to fire negative people from your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one one of the things that I, when I initially heard you say, maybe they started off both confident people, but as the relationship goes on, they've both lost their confidence. To me, that sounds like a negative situation. Something's off there. So, you know, if someone's bringing you down, holding you back, speaking down to you, you know, putting you second and you begin allowing that, that's the kind of person you need to fire from your life. Because when you remove those types of people from your life, you literally take off as well as your confidence does simultaneously. Well, there you go. That makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I I, I think by accepting someone like that is showing that you're allowing that person to see you in that way, you know, like. I don't know if I'm explaining it. No, it makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, exactly. I think a lot you know, of times. You're chipping away at your confidence. When you allow someone to treat you that way and push you down and, and speak down to you, 
you're really hurting yourself internally. I mean, I think when you get in that situation, all you have to do is just think about clouds. Say clouds and water. I'm telling you, people. Clouds and water. No, but Heather, I, I understand your point. I think sometimes it can be challenging, though, because oftentimes with those relationships, um, and I've experienced in the past, that's why I asked the question is, um, you know, you, you develop, obviously, real feelings for a person, but then you notice the confidence begin to waver on either side. And then it begins one of the, it becomes one of those things where you maybe recognize it as a defect in the relationship, but you're so invested in the relationship as it is where it's difficult to kind of fire that relationship as you said um do you think like those insecurities or lack of or confidence going downhill throughout a relationship is the fact that you are realizing that you're so dependent on somebody else that's what i was going to say yeah. that's what i've always been wondering about relationships is that because yeah. you have so much love and that you're so dependent now on that love for happiness mm -hmm. that like if you ever lose it i think sometimes you lose confidence in that because you're like no no no, no I, I i i can't screw this up i can't screw it up well, I mean, you need to have boundaries in any situation, and that's the one thing that comes to my mind when I hear you say that. So, you know, there is no relationship should be everything. At the end of the day, you should be everything, and mm -hmm. your happiness is, you know, defined and comes from you. And it, while it might be sad that you love someone and that relationship could go away, you will still always be fine if you really are a confident person. And, you know, the unfortunate part of life is that people are going to die. They're going to move. They're going to get fired. They're going to cheat on you. There's going to be ups and downs in life. But when you truly have worked on your confidence and developed it and have a sustainable plan to move forward with it, those blows will not knock you down. You will be able to recover and bounce back very quickly. And, and I speak with a lot of experience. You know, I'm 43 years old, so I've seen a lot of these really major life-changing elements. Even the recession back in 2009 was a, a huge life-changing moment for me and a real difficult time. So all of those different things, the economy, the relationships, health, you know, all these things are going to happen to everyone at some point in your life. And it's all about how you're going to respond in the face of it. And if you are a confident person and you practice that daily, you are going to respond very quickly and bounce back. So Heather, can you give us an example on something that maybe we can work on every day to build that confidence? Yeah, sure. So, you know, practice is a critical um, element in developing confidence in any situation. So I know that a lot of people are fearful of public speaking, for example, and so they don't really find their voice and they don't speak up and maybe they'll make excuses. Well, I don't need to be a public speaker, but then you notice seeing them in a meeting and they never raise their hand. So, you know, for whatever your challenge is, or maybe it's with asking somebody out on a date, it doesn't really matter what the ask is. It's all about practicing. So one of the things that I suggest for people to do is if you are that person that has a hard time speaking up, maybe it's just tapping the person in line in front of you at Starbucks and introducing yourself. Mm. At the end of the day, you're not going to die if the guy doesn't <laughs> turn around and say hello and ignores you. Mm -hmm. But for you, that's a confidence-building moment because you're using that as a practice moment in your day. It really is irrelevant what the outcome is, but it's helping you to see, wow, I tried something new. I tried speaking up and introducing myself, and life went on. I was okay. So the next time that element or opportunity arises and you see that person you want to go on a date with, it'll be a little bit easier to tap that person person on the shoulder because you've been challenging yourself daily to put yourself in that 
you know, previously uncomfortable situation. Well, if you practice like that for 30 days, every single day you do it, on day 31, it's going to be pretty easy to tap the guy on the shoulder. And that just comes with the discipline of practice. I think that's uh, really good because, yeah, practice makes perfect. And if you practice towards things that maybe you're not that invested in, when the day comes when you're actually invested in talking to someone, you'll have the confidence to actually go up to them because you've been practicing with yourself. And then you talk about, you know, like communication. And I've always wondered about within a relationship to build confidence. I believe that communication is a huge factor in building confidence within a relationship because I've always lacked confidence when I don't know something, when I'm kind of in the unknown of like, is this Am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something right? But when I actually talked about it with my partner, um, I end up growing more confidence within the relationship because then I either know I'm doing something right or I'm doing something wrong. But now that I know that I'm doing something wrong, I can work on getting better at it. Yeah, and that's also, you know, communication is critical, and it's also about you speaking up. So what when you communicated, you were speaking up with whatever your truth was, and those are huge confidence-building moments. So it's having taking that step, taking that action of having that conversation and realizing it doesn't have to be an argument. For me personally, when I was younger, I thought that if I was going to speak up and say, well, you know, maybe I'm wrong here, immediately I would get into an argument because I was getting defensive and I, I, I didn't feel confident and I was scared. And learning over time that, you know, removing emotion from the conversation and approaching it in a very factual manner allows you to remain calm and allows the other person not to get triggered, which delivers a better outcome. Hmm. I like it. I like it too. Um, and I think you, you mentioned this a little bit earlier on, but a lot of our listeners will email in and, and one of the main issues that we come across with them is just their unwillingness or inability to introduce themselves. And I know you said just obviously like it takes practice. It takes like 30 days to kind of train your mind and, and become better at introducing yourself to people. But um, what type of advice would you have for, you know, like the casual dater, whether they're 21 or 31 or 41, however old? to kind of help them with that introduction other than just, you know, going for it. Is there anything specific that you could recommend for them? The, the first thing that comes to mind for me is asking for help. So we all have networks of people in our life, and you're always so close to that next person that you could potentially be a fit with. So reaching out and tapping your network, your friends, the people that live in your building, your next-door neighbor, the person you run into at the grocery store every Sunday. Mm. You know, we all have these circles of people that we know that are in our world and reaching out and tapping those people individually and asking them for help. Who do you know that you think would be a great match for me? That's how I was um, set up with my fiance eight Hmm. years ago was through that exact situation. So when you find good people in your life and they like you and you like them, Asking their help and asking who they might know in their circle that you don't know really will deliver you some nice, warm introductions so you don't have to be taking that cold introduction every time. Definitely helps make it take the pressure off a little bit if it's not quite as cold. It definitely does. It makes it much easier, much more comfortable for people, I think. I wonder if you should maybe coach some people before going on The Bachelor Bachelorette because they could use a little (laughs) bit more of that confidence. (laughs) I think those people have totally different challenges than what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Anything helps, I'm sure. Um, Well, Heather, is there anything else that you're working on besides the book that you just came out with? 
Yeah, so uh, my new book just came out on Tuesday, and it hit number one. We released and bestseller within a couple of days. We sold wow. out today. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, it's been a crazy run, so it's, it's pretty exciting. We sold out of our hardcovers today, and a new shipment's coming in. I think it's coming in tomorrow. So it's been a really exciting week and, and just really lends itself to, you know, realizing that building confidence is, you know, not only is it important to me, but really it's applicable and important to everyone. So what, you know, during this process, I've had so many people reach out to me on social media. I'm on, you know, all the platforms and I get DMs all the time asking, how did, you know, how did you have the confidence to go out on your own and and the confidence to do this? And that took me down the path of writing the book. But during the time I was writing the book, it was brought to my attention that, you know, the younger generation really loved videos. So I, as soon as I finished working on Confidence Creator and went into uh, publishing mode, I began working on a video product version of Confidence Creator. And we're actually in edit mode right now with that project. And it's really bringing uh, the book tips and strategies to life in an e-learning course um, through a video series. Love it. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, okay, so for the listeners out there, if you want to get your hands on Heather's book, be sure to check it out on Amazon. Like I think you said it's sold out right now, but you're getting a shipment soon. Um, it's called Confidence Creator. It's I think I'm, I'm creeping your Instagram right now. It's doing better than Trump's Art of the Deal, so that's obviously a, a pretty cool thing. <laughs> Trump, Trump. Yeah, that was an exciting day. That's though. awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to call in and um, giving us a few pointers. I think we could all benefit from a little more confidence on a daily basis. Absolutely. Thank you, Heather. Thanks, Heather. And, and best of luck with the books and, and videos and everything thing and um maybe we'll circle back with you uh, sometime in the near future all right sounds good thank you so much thanks heather thanks, thanks heather. thank you bye-bye well i think i could use a little bit more confidence i like I that idea of like you know focusing on something that you know you want to work on and then actually going out there and working on let's it. do that exercise right now vanessa what do you yes. think you need to work on oh uh, i'll go last Jared, what do you think you need to work on? Well, that's on? ridiculous. We asked Vanessa first. <laughs> Be more confident in your decision making. Um, yes, actually, you're absolutely right. Yeah, would... I'm not really good at making decisions. I'm always like in my head second guessing things. So like, yeah, making decisions quicker. I agree. Is As that a... a burp? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Sorry, it was just a weird noise that I made. Uh, yeah, no, I, absolutely. My indecisiveness. Yeah. It's absolutely something I need to work What's on. Your, um, when's your birthday? November 15th. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, no, I'm a Libra. I'm supposed to be balanced, but yeah. When's your birthday? September 30th. September 30th, November 15th. What do I need to work on? I think that I would like to be more... Yeah, see, it's a hard one. You're perfect, Dean. I'm pretty damn perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I need to work on being more humble, I think. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, I have a lot to work on. I think that I want to work... Wake up... Hmm. Well, while you're thinking about that, what I did really like about what she said is that you have to practice being confident. Because I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm I'm not confident. I don't have confidence in myself. Well, it's something that you actually need to work on. You need to practice it to make perfect. And so one thing that I really liked is if you have trouble approaching people, mm-hmm. approach people that you don't care about. Mm-hmm. Like you're in a Starbucks and just say mm-hmm. hi to someone. And then do that for like 10 days straight. And then somebody that you actually want to approach, I think it will really help you approaching them because you've already talked to so many people that you're kind of like a social butterfly at this point. It will be easier to go up and be like, hi, my name is so-and-so. I think I'm the, I just realized what it is. I'm the opposite of that. I want to work on my confidence in saying no to people because I, tr- I really struggle with that. Even yesterday, for instance, is Memorial Day. <laughs> I just Wait. think, like, 
you were just talking about how like, oh, I'm perfect. I need to work on my humbleness. And obviously you're joking. And now you're like, no, but you know what? I need to tell people no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Like yesterday, for instance, my friends and I were at the beach for Memorial Day. Um, obviously, everyone had the day off of work. So we went to, to kind of gather around and um, obviously Memorial Day. So let's go ahead and take a moment to thank you to the people Absolutely. that thank raised you their for lives for our country, this country, the men and women. Um, anyway, so so we had some friends having barbecues. They're like, yeah, come to this barbecue. And I always say, yeah, like maybe I'll come. We're like, sure, I'll come. With full well knowing I'm not going. Oh. But rather than say no to them in that moment, I say, yeah, text me. Or like, maybe I'll come. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And what I need to work on, even my roommate pointed this out yesterday, was I just need to start saying no. Yeah. I'm not You over-promise and under-deliver. Not even over-promise, but I just, I don't like telling people what they don't like. <laughs> you don't like hear. hurting people's feelings and you'll go so far yeah, to hurt- like... Them by not showing, by not showing up right. exactly and so when think, saying you will. And I think to, to relate it back to Heather is I think that there should be some sort of art of confidence in saying no to people like that because I think all of us want to be people pleasers. But yeah, of course, case. I think so, I got a lot better with that, too, because I was always like, yes, 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 because I'm a people pleaser, too. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, OK, I know either a ask me to go out at three o'clock during the day. I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. By the time nine o'clock comes around, I'm like, nope, I'm in my pajamas. And I don't oh, want to absolutely. Go out. So think- like, I'm like, oh, I'll circle back and let you know how I feel after dinner instead of. I think a lot of times, too, it's giving the person the opportunity to actually handle the truth. And that's something I work on as well, because I'm a people pleaser as well. And so I'll sometimes say yes when I know I'm not going. And so now I try to understand that they're going to be just fine if I don't go. Mm-hmm. And so that's when one thing I've been working on saying like, no, I can't make it. And it's I'm not really hurting their feelings all that much because they're going to be just fine, giving them the opportunity to handle the truth yeah. rather than beating around the bush to try to make them feel better. There it is. Yeah. Um, Mark, what else do we want to do today? Well, we have an email right here from Julia that I'd like to share with you, and I'm going to activate a phone line before I read this email, <laughs> all right? The email reads like this. It says, hi, Dean, Jared, Vanessa, and anyone else reading this. I was wondering when the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Alex yes. Bordyakov, yes. will join you on the podcast. He has been mentioned a lot lately, and I wanted to know if he will ever be a guest. He is my favorite guy from Rachel's season. No offense, Dean. <laughs> I ask if he will ever guest because I have a slight ulterior motive. I am from the same city as him, Gross Point Park, and I wanted to know if he has any hack to dating in our area. That is, if he is currently dating. I moved back home to Michigan from college three years ago for a job and haven't really pursued dating since moving back. I want to focus on the job, but I'm ready to get back out there. Any tips are appreciated. This is from Julia Rose. And P.S., Jared, your love story with Ashley makes me so happy. It helped me realize Aww. I should seize the moment and get back out there. Wait, oh, thank you, Julia. Who is Julia asking about? Julia asking Alex. about Alex, Alex. Bordyakov. I have no idea who that human being is. <laughs> it's interesting because he's on line six right now. Oh, he's on the phone? He's yes, on the he phone. is. Wait. Alex! Hey, guys, what's up? Oh, Hi, Alex. Al- oh, from my season of The Bachelorette. <laughs> yes. It wasn't ringing any bells for me at first. Is this a podcast? Or is this, is this a <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come right out and say it. It sounds like Julia wants to date you, Alex. I, yep. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> but she does raise an interesting point that I think you can help us tackle because when we talk on this podcast from the perspective of me, Jared, and Vanessa, is it's always the the dating in Los Angeles. And I that only applies to 13 million people, however big Los Angeles County is. Alex, what is dating like in small town Gross Point, Michigan? Well, uh, you know, first let's address the fact that this is, you know, Dean is supposedly my good friend, at least on Instagram, right? And uh, I only heard from Amy and Vanessa. Yes. And here's the thing. (laughs) And I actually haven't talked to you in like a week. I mean, I know you're not that busy because I'm a text message or something, you know? I knew knew you were going to bring that up. Oh, the bromance is real. (laughs) And I was going to text you and be like, hey, man, like I'm excited to have you call in on Tuesday for the podcast, but I wanted our... Uh, conversation to be authentic for the first time in a week. 
<laughs> I wanted this to. I wanted the listeners to feel the electricity between the two of us. Oh, we can feel. Oh, it. Oh, don't feel it. Don't feel it for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, dating here, uh, you know, in Gross Point, which really is right next to Detroit, it's still a big metro, you know, metro area, is is a little different. I mean, most people actually end up engaged or married pretty young. It's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, a lot of the kids, so I coached uh, swimming in college after I graduated, and a lot of the kids that I coach are married already, and I'm still, you know, single. Wait, yeah, Alex, like, how old are you? 29. Okay. Uh, I'm about to turn 30 in a couple months here. Still young, still, still cosmically young. Young buck. Yeah, so still young enough. So, uh, uh, I don't know about heck here. I mean, obviously, you know, with, with uh, social media and all the dating apps, a little different. We don't really have any, we can't really get advice from parents anymore. Like, we are the first generation mm. going through this. Good mm-hmm. point. So, like, all the advice, I mean, we are the ones that should be giving advice, like you guys do with this podcast, to the younger generation. And uh, you can complain about what you want, but, I mean, the reality is this is the evolution and this is what's happening. This is where we are. So, I mean, I'd say online dating is still probably, I mean, that's the most, uh, you know, basic way you can go about it. I just, uh, I say creep, creep hard because I, <laughs> I mean, the thing is like you have all these people putting out all this information about themselves. So like, I'm, I'm not saying like make these rash judgments, but you know, look into it, look for the red flags. Don't waste your time. You don't have to waste your time to go on a date now with someone that you're going to find out these flags. That's uh, I mean, that's my number one thing. Even with, uh, when I used to do uh, online dating, I would look into these pictures. I mean, you would you pay attention, like, okay, what are they doing in these pictures? Are there too many selfies? I mean, what do their friends look like? I, I don't mean, know. That's tough, sort of like- though. Alex, hold on. Because I, so my friend was like, oh, I have this really good, cute guy for you, blah, blah, blah. I want to introduce you to him. And I, and I creeped him on Instagram. I'm like, oh, he's cute. It's from, anyways. Um, and uh, <laughs> from what? Finish that statement? And, anyways, so he, he creeped my Instagram. And you know what his reaction was? Oh, no. She what? looks like she's ready to get married. She looks like she wants to be a mom too soon. So I'm I not mean, interested in dating I, her. Vanessa, to be fair, <laughs> you are ready to get married. No, yeah, I, so you're putting out the vibe you want. Uh, oh, right, okay. Right. I mean, but he, he's just not the guy for you. That's all. That's, and that's true. a good thing. Like, why, he would be a waste of your time. So he did the right thing. He, he creeped you, and he said, all right, that's not for me. And that's, uh, that's made you time. So Yeah, I agree with Alex. Yeah. But there's more to me than just wanting to be a mom. No, of course. And but I agree, but I don't think Alex is saying that. Alex, you're not saying you yeah, should judge saying, everything. Yeah, just look up for these red red flags. Right. I mean, like red flags as far as like what are you looking for as far as a compatible partner. Right. Like would um, you yeah, like if you saw a guy who was on an Instagram who just had like thirteen shirtless self selfies in like the past, you know, month, yeah. of course you would judge a little bit, yeah. but yes, I would. you know, I don't I mean, think you would judge like entirely. Them, but yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I mean, I'll say it right guy. now, Alex, if I had abs like you, every other picture on my Instagram would be a shirtless <laughs> selfie. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate putting out those pictures, honestly. Yeah, but you know but, exactly what you're doing when you yeah, do it, exactly. and I respect <laughs> the I mean, hell out of you for it. The thing is, if I never put them on, then I'm like self-conscious about taking my shirt off, because every time I take it off, people are like, oh, he's just trying to show off. And yeah, I'm like, no, I'm, Alex, I'm a swim meet. For I'm the, the beach. For the listener, so Alex and I went to Coachella together. And before we went, he was like, I'm terrified of being reverse body shamed. And I was like, what does that mean? And he says, every time he takes his shirt off, everyone like, what, is, what do you say? Everyone asks you how you get your sick abs or like how you're so in shape or something like that. And you say it's taxing on you. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> it's not taxing, but like people, I mean... People do assume that I, if I take my shirt off, like I said, if I'm with a pool, if it's a hot day, 
saying, oh, he's just been like looking so, forward right. to this moment to take his yeah. opportunity to take his shirt off. And so now I just have to wet through my shirt in order to uh, <laughs> maintain this like humble uh, I, you know, I'll, <laughs> hey man, if you, if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. for sure. But that does to your point earlier. What do you think the reasoning behind like? Because you've been to LA a few times to visit me, uh, your friend Tino. But culture, like dating culture in a small town like Gross Point. Granted, it's not that small of a town, but it's so mm-hmm. much different than it is here in like Los Angeles or like New York or a big city, whatever it is. So do you like for Vanessa? Because like it's hard for you to meet someone that wants to like start a family right away yeah. in Los Angeles. Do you think that moving to Montreal or I don't know? I'm heading back, so that's the point I'm trying to make. It's like, do you think that I think so? You're kind of like a product of like the the environment that you're in. Yeah, in of course, sense. you're always a product of your no, environment. Absolutely. I mean, LA obviously everyone complains, and you are you have this perception of these unlimited options of uh, you know that you you know people you can date really, but whereas in reality, I think most people really focus on the on the terrible choices. That you were presented with, because uh, I mean, really, you presented with more options than ever before, both good and bad. But I think I'd say ultimately more bad options. So it feels like it's a uh, you know post-apocalyptic time of dating now, but it really isn't a bad. I think it's good. Uh, I think for, I mean, it's she was it's three years off from dating. Who's this? I mean, just, uh, the, I mean, the email that we we're talking about. Oh right, right, three years off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say, isn't that the reason I'm, uh, I'm here? Uh, <laughs> just, just getting back out there, I mean, for me, like when, when I go on dates, I just make sure the date that I set up is something I want to do, something I would do either by myself or with a friend. Sounds selfish. So I'm not a big, so I'm not a big like, fan of dinners and stuff like that. Like for me, a lot of times, I'm, like, I want to go ice skating or there's, uh, I want to go, you know, for me, like, yeah, I say very uh, active, so like skiing or something. And I'll invite people. And even though like it might not be a great date, I know I'll have a good time. So, like, whatever she's into, like, maybe she's a runner. Like, just invite someone for a jog. Like, you really don't have to commit to these big dates that I feel like a waste of time, honestly. Like, if you just keep going to the same dinner movie date over and over, you're going to really exhaust yourself. Well, so let's let's help Julie out real quick. You said that you have a lot of friends uh, in Gross Point that are either engaged, married, in long-term serious relationships. How did they end up meeting their significant others? And do you have any suggestions for her to meet someone in Michigan? Oh no! You got to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Run, girl. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, just it sounded like, like I said, because she took some time off, and you just start going on dates. Like, don't be afraid to go on dates. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, you know, nowadays are either lazy or they feel like this negative stigma is attached to dating a lot or going a lot of dates. And I think you can make that a lot of fun. I mean, don't make it about obviously like hooking up and all that, but. Like, if you combine it with activities you already do, if you work into your schedule, I think you can have a lot of time. And she can be aggressive. I mean, just if she likes a guy, ask him out. Like, make that first move, slide into DMs, uh, whatever it takes nowadays. I guarantee she's already slid into your DMs. Probably. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll double check. Keep you. your eyes peeled for a Julia. All right, Alex, I have one more burning question for you that everyone in the studio and everyone in Bachelor Nation is just dying to know. Are we going to see you in Mexico this summer? Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Why not? I, I, we want to see those hip hop abs down in Mexico. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just lagging a little, but I mean, I'll be honest. I actually told the producers I would do it, but I don't think they're gonna ask. I, I'm pretty sure the casting's already done for this, for this season. So, mm-hmm. sorry guys. I'm still holding out for Alex for Bachelor for next season. Yeah, that's that's all time. But I probably uh, would come edition. to LA for a couple months this summer just to uh, hang out. Well, nice. Well, I'm sure that you've seen. Well, I'm not sure of it. 
But Jared, Nick, and I have been making these ridiculous Bachelor recaps. We would love to have you come in and totally, man. help us out. I know you're it a big It was actually actor, really so. fun. I actually, uh, I just watched, uh, I didn't see the whole episode, but I saw you guys' recap, and it was really funny. I mean, oh, I don't know fun. who's doing the writing. Is that, is that all Nick? Or? Oh, it's all improv, man. Yeah, a lot of it there's, is. There's no, yeah, I know you, Dean. You're not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking some improv classes. I'm getting better, all right? Are you really? Of course not. <laughs> I would say I think you're too busy taking out a P90X or whatever hip hop app. I'm just trying to catch I, I up to you. But... To do, you know, it's funny. I used to do hip hop apps with my <laughs> sister back in like college. So that's embarrassing, and now everyone knows <laughs> that about you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. There's Sean T was a man. Um, hey, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Beachbody on demand, I love it still to this day. But killing it. Um, all right, Alex. Well, thanks so much for calling in, buddy. We miss you. We're excited to hang out with you when you get to thanks, LA. Thanks, Alex. Thank you so much, Alex. Oh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and thanks. Julia, thanks you as well for all of the incredible oh, yeah, dating yeah. advice for Girls Point. Yeah, sorry, I didn't have better advice for you, Julia. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> all right, see you, bud. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I that was that. great. Yeah, Alex is super nice. He's so fun. He's Jared, like my walking Google. Every time I have a question, he'll have the answer for it. I was like, oh, because he was listening to our, he actually listened. He tuned in when I was talking about like uh, freezing my eggs. So he sent me this lengthy message about how it's not good to freeze your eggs. I'm like, how do you know Aww. this stuff? Yeah. He'll even like all Google so stuff. Smart. I'll like, Google stuff and talk about it. And he's like, you should never trust Google. That's wrong. And I'll tell you exactly why that's wrong. It's just like, okay, Alex. Um, I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think that Jared can attest to dating in a small town, but what? Oh, no, no, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to say totally. And like, it's interesting when you say you're a, product of your, you're a product of your environment. When you're in Los Angeles, one of the first things you ask people is where you're from because everybody comes to Los Angeles. Oh, no, I feel like everyone asks. What do you do? Well, I feel like it's where are you from and what do you do compared to a place like Gross Point where it's like, well, where are you from? Well, I'm I was born in Gross Point and raised in this particular city. And same thing in Rhode Island. Like everybody that is dating in Rhode Island is from Rhode Island, where in Los Angeles, it's like everybody that's dating in Los Angeles is from some Somewhere other else. part of the country that's coming here for work or aspirations to be in Hollywood and film and so on and so forth. So I don't think people a lot of come a lot of people come to Los Angeles for dating compared to other parts of the country where you kind of like you're born in one part of the country, you're raised <laughs> in one part of the country, you get married. That's just kind of the way life works. So that's why I think in small counties like this it's just a lot easier to meet somebody and get married hey, when maybe people, not easier but you know when people ask you guys what you do what do you tell them like when you yeah, meet someone at a party or something <laughs> well i say well truthfully 90 percent of my time is devoted to my charity okay so i have a foundation I, what do you say dean i say i'm unemployed all the time well yeah What's the definition of being unemployed? Yeah, though? I don't are know you... if you'd be technically right on that one. Yeah, I just I think it's funny. Are you I not technically... working? Are you not working? Oh, okay. oh, okay. It's a conversation starter. I technically or quit ender. my job. I technically <laughs> yeah. am unemployed. But what if you have to fill out a form? Or something I say like self-employed. You say self-employed. Yeah. yeah, there was yeah there was a not I mean I hate to bring a previous relationship into this but whenever Leslie and I whenever I would meet Leslie's friends they'd be like what do you do I'd be like I'm unemployed. And then she'd always, she'd always get so pissed. She'd be like, don't tell anyone you're unemployed. <laughs> Start telling them yourself earlier. Like that. I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, a couple more emails. And by the way, the emails have slowed, and I know why. This happens every time. We started the Facebook group. So now people go into the Facebook group oh, for advice, yeah. and they stop sending us emails. Oh, it no. happened with Scrubbing In, and it happened with Almost Famous. Uh-oh. So don't forget to email us. Yes, need those emails. Love the emails. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. This is from Brittany. She's currently dating a lovely 30-year-old teacher. I'm 25. We've been on a number of dates, and he's very, very sweet. He always messages me good morning, asks me how my day is going, plans for us to do things, etc. 
I'm starting to wonder if he is too nice. Is that even a thing? All I want is for someone to treat me right and spoil me a little. So why am I second-guessing someone that actually does those things? I'm really not sure what to think. Any advice is very much appreciated. Sending love from Australia. I that love Australia. I've never been to Australia. But I've been I, to Australia. I, oh, have you? Been, my honeymoon was in Australia. Oh, oh, I have family in Australia, and I have Wonderful. to go visit. Uh, wait, I always say, Brittany, be careful what you wish for, because you just you might get it. So if you want a nice guy, you end up with a nice guy, but now you have what you want and you want something more. So I feel like that's the... the Grass you know. is always greener yeah. on the other side, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and if you have like an asshole, then you're going to want the nice guy. So it's always like we want what we can have, and then once we have it, you want something different. So if he's giving you what I want, I want a guy who's going to call me in the morning, he's going to wish me good night, and you know, he's going to be sweet to me and, and want the same things out of life. I mean, man... Yeah, I don't go for it. I say, you know, every once in a while, like your relationships will go through your ups and downs. And maybe right now you're going through one of your downs, but there's always going to be an up. So sometimes it's it it's too good to be true, but it's just that good. Like it just works. He seems like a really nice guy. Don't yeah. overthink it. Yeah, sometimes you overthink it. I think some of it too boils down to maybe you just don't really know what you want. Like I feel kind of the same way. I thought that I knew what I wanted in a relationship, and then you end up kind of getting it. And you're like, I don't know, this is what I want anymore. And I think as human beings, we're always waiting for the ball to drop. Yeah. We're like, no, yeah. something bad's gonna yeah. happen. Oh, something God, bad's yeah. gonna happen. Like this can't be. Yeah. This can't be this good. Always kind of like bracing yeah. for impact. Of course. I think. I mean, Jared's right. I mean, sometimes it's too good to be true but it's true so just like kind of let it be what it is let it be until something bad happens exactly it sounds like this guy's pretty cool 30 years old he's a teacher he's treating you really well exactly and it's early on too so maybe he's really trying to prove himself to be like hey i really like you i want to show that this is real and this is something i want to work towards and move forward with so maybe he's just kind of like amping it up a little bit because it's still early on he's like no you're i want this to move forward with you and there is such a thing as too nice. That I'm, was my question. I'm there? too nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, there is God. such a thing as too nice. I'm so nice, you guys. I'm like the nicest person. I'm just kidding. No, but there definitely is a thing as too nice. I think... Uh, we talked about it earlier, listen, about how you're too nice to really hurt somebody's feelings, well, so you I end up think, hurting them but more. But I don't yeah. think there is too I nice. Say. I think there's someone for everyone. So for the person that you... Th- you might not want someone who's too nice. You might want someone who has a little bit of spice in them. You know? Some- a little spice. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. But I... I I think there's someone for everyone, so I don't think there's a. I don't think there's someone that could be too nice. But Vanessa, what about the thing where women are attracted to the bad boy, the guy that maybe doesn't treat them quite as well, and they find that more intriguing well, I think, and more alluring? I think alluring. it's also for guys too. Like we all want yeah, a sure. challenge, right? We want someone who like constantly makes us feel like we're on our toes and we don't really know like where we stand, and it's kind of like the chase. And once the chase is gone. It's like, ugh, I'm bored. Is that what she's feeling? Is she bored because he's too easy? He's just there? Well, I also think, like, I think girls just like confidence. And I think bad boys have a lot of confidence. And I think that's where it comes from. But I also think that fizzles out. I don't know what your thoughts about that, Vanessa are. Yes. Yeah. I think that gets old fast. It's like an immediate attraction. Exactly. Immediate attraction. And then it just fades out because you're like, I hate this. And this really sucks. On the flip side, for a, do you think a girl could be too nice? If you were a guy. Yeah. Oh, totally. Of course. Can be too nice. A girl be too nice? Yes. I'm just trying to think of... So my former girlfriend from years ago was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life to this day. One of the things that I admire so much about her is whenever she met someone, the person would walk away with like a smile on their face like, Aww. oh my gosh, what an incredible human mm-hmm. being. And I always kind of look at her as not too nice by any means. She was like the epitome, like the height of excellence when it comes to niceness. And I was one of the things that attracted to me her most. So I don't necessarily think that a girl could be too nice. I'm sure she could. If she's texting you all the time with hearts and everything, bringing you cookies on a regular basis, yep. like I'm just trying to no, think. No, that's of like, wifey material. Sign me up. That's Maybe. wifey. 
Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think there, it could be smothering at a certain point when they're that nice and attentive to you. Well, I also think in terms of being too nice, like Vanessa said, I want somebody who can challenge me. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes when you're being too nice, you therefore don't challenge your partner in certain ways. And that bothers me because I'm like, no, 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 no. I want you to state your opinion. Right. I don't want you to be nice to me. I don't want you to worry about hurting my feelings. I want you to tell me what you're actually feeling in this moment. And to that point, in the relationship that I was just describing, there was an emotional disconnect because there was just it was just positivity all the time. Yeah. And I remember there was one time uh, there was like an emotional thing that was happening with her parents, like they were discussing a divorce, and I was like sitting her down. I was like, please, let's talk about it. Like this is difficult, I know, but we need to talk about this, for, like for your sake, for our sake, for our relationship's sake. And it was just one of those things where we were like, no, 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 like we're not gonna, like we didn't talk about it because our relationship was too nice. I yeah. guess is the way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it kind of works both ways. Of course. So for Brittany, we're saying he sounds great. He doesn't sound too nice, but we don't know if he's the one for you or not. Only you can answer that question. Yeah, keep going with it. Certainly don't like be scared that, oh, it's too nice. It's too good. It's all going to fall apart. Don't be scared of that. Just keep going. See where it goes. Uh, Fatima has a question for the guys. I'm glad we got this one because I wanted to answer This is good. This may be a stupid, embarrassing question. When guys send emojis, do they question what emoji to send a girl (laughs) and whether it's friendly or if it's flirty? Do guys struggle with sending the right or proper emoji, or is it just me, she says. There's a guy I occasionally message, and I can't figure out if he's being friendly or being flirty. When we <laughs> message each other, he sometimes sends me a message that I see as flirty, but then he uses emojis that I consider friendly. I showed my cousin the messages, and she said he's just confused and doesn't know what he feels. So, emojis. Do guys put the kind of thought into them that women put into them? Well, I love emojis. <laughs> I'm pro emoji. I use emojis in every single text, even like to my guy friends. I'm sending uh, to my brother. I'll send emojis, and he's even called me out for that before too. He's like, "Bro, <laughs> stop sending me emojis." I love them. I think they're great. I'll even like send like a long message and then just follow it up with a couple smiley faces after it. Yeah, you just want to be like, hmm, "That's a good one." You know how when you just send an emoji, it's like three times the size as if you send oh, it yeah, in yeah, a text. So yeah. I like the big ones, <laughs> and so I'll send them separately sometimes. <laughs> and especially like I don't know, it's fun to. It's like a good way to convey the way that you're feeling it makes it spices up the conversation via text i don't personally think i put a lot of thought into it but i am a very big emoji user uh and vanessa as a girl if a guy sends you emojis oh, how do you feel about that one. i don't know i think now that i'm getting older i'm like i'd rather you not send me emojis but yeah, let me good. let me say i'm not saying like winky faces or anything like that <laughs> i like sorry, my favorite emo- wait, what's your favorite emoji. my favorite emoji is the poop emoji uh, if you're sending me that then i know it's it's we're game on. We're meant to be. I like the huggy emoji. Yeah, I'm trying oh, to think like of all this? the emojis. The like this? I, yeah, I like the awkward, like, yeah. s- smiling emoji, <laughs> the crying and the laughing emoji. Um, so, wait, what's a flirtatious emoji? The one where the tongue is sticking out. Like, that's a little aggressive, I think. Which one? No, the, no, no, no. Like, the it's like, eh. yeah. Like, that's yeah. Not, no, that's eh. like crazy. That's like, eh. Oh, no. That's not, that's the not, one I would not interpret that. Interpret them yeah, I would not interpret that. That's the issue too, especially over text message. Everything can be interpreted yep. differently with, because it's it, it lacks tone. Yeah. Uh, it lacks. Yeah, at one point, the laughing one, I thought it was a crying one. So I would send that and people thought I was laughing, but I was crying. Oh, okay. That can <laughs> yeah. be easily confused. <laughs> well, that's not working. But you're right. Everybody interprets it differently. So it's like, who the hell so knows? one are the flirty ones and yeah, one are the friendly ones. The smirky one's flirty. The smirky oh, the one like this? Flirty. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah that's Like, flirty. damn, bro. Yeah, hold on. I want to go through mine now. Um, I think the one with the tongue out is kind of like, eh. Well, listen, a if I'm. Tongues. This one? Yeah, there's a couple different ones. Uh, that one's more like fun. Which one, one is with that? Uh, one eye open, one eye closed, tongue out. Yeah, that's, that's but a... there's also one no, I don't with like, like that one. the eyes are. are, are um, sideways. Yes, the eyes are sideways and the tongue is out. And that 
Yeah. Oh, oh this also one? The, this one? There's also the purple one with the horns. Yeah. Oh. That's very like devilish. Devil. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, flirty, I don't find right? that flirty, flirty at no? all. No. You don't I like those? No, I find just the simple ones, like the cute, like smiley one like this. The one, um, so definitely that one, the poop one, uh, the wink one, and the one that they're doing this. What's that? Describe yes. to our listeners what the hell you just uh, did. Like, oh yeah, what I can't is wait that to one? See you. I know someone that smiles it's like blushing. that a lot of his Instagram There's a pictures. There's the, the emoji's <laughs> blushing. Ew. I don't know. I'm not going to say his name. Um, anyways, long story short of that segment, uh, I'm pro emoji. <laughs> Do you text uh, emojis to Ashley? No. <laughs> no? Wait, no, you, not really. You know what I'm really into now? I guess sometimes, but very, very, very this infrequently. Stuff. The emojis? Yeah. Those are fun. I send these to like my oh, nephews and anyone that has kids. Do you kids. use Bitmoji? No. Bit, oh, God, no. Bitmoji's no. pretty fun. No, it's not I know. fun. <laughs> but you don't like Bitmoji? If a guy's sending me a... No. I had this entire conversation with like my roommate. And it was a really cute guy that sent her a Bitmoji. She's like, all right. So she stopped texting him. Oh, wow. Well, that was aggressive. You can't come out of the gates with a Bitmoji, but no. I think once you guys like establish a rapport. Yeah, and you're kind of funny. Yeah. We also need to establish that there's never been a person who looks like their Bitmoji, no matter how much you think you look like your Bitmoji. Except for, didn't you say except for Erica or someone looks like their Bitmoji? Who's Erica? Or no, maybe Erica came in. She was like, I look just like my <laughs> you Bitmoji. Don't, you don't, Erica. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that often. That so I think I the advice for her is to not overthink this as much. Yeah, don't. And not necessarily because he's not overthinking it. He might be overthinking it, but everybody interprets them differently and that's yeah. the problem it's like sprinkling a piece of pizza with some like pepper flakes it just adds to the flavor a little bit it's not it doesn't really mean anything it's not like centrally like crucial to between the story. pizza and clouds today we learned a lot about dating <laughs> would you like to know the top five uh emojis yes yes this is uh data from 2017 number five was the heart okay number four was winking face uh-huh. number three the smiling face with smiling eyes Oh, what? That's the one. See, is that the one that's I the said? one, yeah. Number two yeah. is the loudly crying face. Uh-huh. No, but sad but, face, I oh. think. Oh. But, yeah, mouth down. And the number one emoji. <laughs> Let's guess it. Can we guess on. it? Go ahead, guess uh, it. Poop emoji, poop emoji. I bet it's the normal smile one. The laugh emoji. Poop, 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 poop. It's the smiling face with open mouth and smiling eyes. Yeah, I think like this? I think I nailed it. Oh, maybe not. It's just the normal one. The first one, the smiling <laughs> that one. That was so anticlimactic. I think no so. Yeah, that was that loud. Is. Sorry. It's just, just like the, this. Yeah, okay. it's the normal smile emoji. Yeah, but Everybody no, his eyes that. are like this. Yeah. Yeah. One his eyes more are fun fact for you. The number one emoji in America. Because <clears throat> this is not poop, but uh, it's... Uh, vomit. Nope. Uh, uh, what the hell? It means something that it's not intended to mean. Oh, oh, the eggplant. The eggplant. The eggplant. Right. Although, listen to this. That one is definitely flirtatious. This is going to make your day. Canada uses the poop emoji the most. Wow. Does it for real? No, it's Canadian. Who the thunk? Well, does that do it for this episode? I think that's it. This is the last episode of Vanessa's Summer in Los Angeles. Oh. Vanessa, we're going to miss you. But the good thing is, we'll talk talk on the phone every week. I know, but it won't be the same. Oh, I know. It's never going to be the same. Well, you'll be back in Los Angeles. Who's driving me home today? Are we just. What? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that does it for our show. (laughs) Well, Vanessa, thanks so much for your stint co hosting the podcast. It was fun while it lasted. Oh, well, she'll still be here. Not in person, but just over the phone. I'm sorry, Vanessa, but this is... I'm sorry. Right now, you. it still looks like it's your podcast. It's your yeah, face. I, know. I make the decisions so... here. Dean, has, <laughs> Dean kicked me out earlier in the podcast, and now he's kicked out Vanessa. God, it feels good to have power. <laughs> Stay humble, Dean. 
Um, yeah, well, it was fun. I mean, have fun hosting your own podcast from Montreal. That'll do it for this episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I'm Vanessa, and I'm going to miss you guys. Oh, we're going to miss you. And I'm Jared. And I'm Dean. And a big thank you to Omaha Steaks for their delicious, delicious steaks. Mm. Be sure to send some to your father for Father's Day. I'm sure he's going to love it. Um, what Mark said earlier, we have a Facebook group. Be sure to subscribe, but we still need listener emails, emails to be sent to isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Yes, please. Um, I forgot to fill out my first week of the Bachelor Bracket. I think you did. Oh, yeah. Whoopsies. I did too. We got to do that. We're going to be on there next week. We'll fill out the bracket. We're going to be interactive. We're going to be there for the Facebook group. Thank you, everybody, for joining that Facebook and group. And we too. still have not figured out a prize. Perhaps we can just put our heads together and get one for you. Settle for next week. Um, but but we'll there get will be a prize. Out. There will be a prize. Anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. This has been Vanessa, Jared, and Dean. Be sure to tune in next week where we'll be Vanessa less, but we'll suck a little bit less. <laughs> Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.